0: Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profit. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products, boost the economy and business. So are you ready to join the iHemp Revolution? My guest today is Leif Erikson. We met at Mike Lewis's farm earlier this year. He's a hamster. He's a meditator. He's an artist. He's a musician, a world traveler, a sailor, a writer of songs, a one-man band. And uh, Leif, welcome to the iHemp Revolution.
1: Great to be here, Coach.
0: Can you give us a little bit more background about yourself and how industrial hemp entered into your life?
1: I'd be happy to. Um, I uh, actually grew up in Brazil, and uh,
0: Brazilian Portuguese
1: is my first language. And I began learning uh, English uh, before I came, uh, before, you know, uh, eight or ten Traveled uh, to many countries, uh, picked up some other languages along the way, and uh, was always very much interested in mythology. And eventually, when I went into the school system here in the states, and grade school, uh, high school, and then college, uh, I pursued uh, studies in Latin American literature and philosophy, and some religious studies as well. Um, it, that these are the subjects that have always intrigued me besides music, and I picked that up at an early age. Uh, About 28 years or so I've been playing. I ventured off after college into international trade and successfully did that for a good part of 20 years. And uh, everybody remembers 2008, well, I kind of forced myself to uh, sail away to paradise, and that's where I went, or landed on St. John. um, And hung there for a couple years. A friend of mine had uh, told me about things that were happening in the state of Maine with regards to hemp and uh, the industry and the efforts uh, uh, regarding it. And I decided in 2012 to venture back to stomping grounds, learn more about industrial hemp and see how I could uh, take part in helping others uh, be more educated uh, and uh, let them know what they can do to support the movement. I began the HIA chapter, the Hemp Industries Association chapter, uh, back in 2014 after we had a lobby day. Uh, I spoke with the executive director, Eric Uh We don't have a main chapter. Uh, what do I need to do? And I jumped on it. And I've been fortunate to work with pioneers in the industry. Tom Murphy is there uh, at the helm to make sure that things are happening. And I can elaborate a little bit more on the activities that uh, are happening there, but just briefly on my involvement with him and how I came about. Well, various languages, a uh, lover of languages, linguistics, gematric, gematria, numerology, numbers, theology, meditation—you know—the the whole paradigm of uh, seeing things, I guess, in a different viewpoint, always appealed to me, and uh, I'm able to practice that and apply it to the things that I'm working with. And magic happens, so I'm I'm very fortunate with that.
0: Yes, magic does happen here. So you started the main uh, chapter for the HIA. Uh, tell us about a little bit more about the HIA.
1: Okay, the uh, well, the main chapter of the HIA, I began or founded that chapter, and uh, went to the work session on uh, LD four, which was the main book. Uh, This is after the uh, farm bill that had been signed. And we were trying to basically allow farmers in the state to have an alternative to uh, produce uh, or generate uh, jobs and income. Ultimately, I was looking forward to helping farmers uh, utilize the uh, lime technology or hempcrete and have them literally grow their own homes on their property. And hopefully uh, we'll, we'll see that happen. Um, I just spoke with uh, Tom a little bit earlier today, uh, and it appears as though the Department of Agriculture, Conservation, and Forestry are—they attempted to uh, get these rules and regulations regarding the industrial hemp program in Maine passed without uh, further conversation. I was really surprised to learn uh, that besides my uh, involvement in the work session and the uh, the uh, Public hearings uh, that I had attended, the Department of Agriculture did not reach out to the uh, Kentucky Department of Agriculture to learn more about the success of the program that they're having and how things were implemented so that it would allow farmers to benefit from it. So these are some of the frustrations that I share with, uh, along with uh, uh, many, many others in the state. Uh, there are, uh, the University of Maine system. As well as Unity College, uh, very much interested in uh, having uh, a curriculum that the uh, pilot program in Maine, yet to be determined, uh, would benefit their students. So here's another year past, a lot of effort, a lot of calls, but uh, not really too much communication from their part with us. And, you know, Coach, I went to the... Uh, I-, I heard the... Uh, Conversation you had with uh, Josh Hendricks, and I had actually attended his seminar recently and saw that the Department of Agriculture here in Kentucky worked uh, hand in hand with the uh, Hemp Industries Association here in Kentucky, as well as the uh, University of Kentucky uh, and Western uh, Kentucky University, in sharing the information and research that they've been able to attain. Openly with the farmers, uh, working together with a group of uh, of people and uh, individuals uh, that that share the passion to uh, have industrial hemp take an inter- integral part in the uh, uh, in their economy and in giving uh, farmers here in the region an option to uh, the tobacco industry, which is uh, in the decline. So uh, these are some of the frustrations that I share. And I think that in my, in my personal opinion, I don't see how the Department of Agriculture, Conservation, and Forestry can work hand-in-hand when uh, the benefits of hemp could affect the forestry industry. And Maine is very, very big in that. So my testimony recently to address their uh, proposed rules and regulations, uh, touched briefly on that. And uh, another difference between uh, Kentucky and Maine is that the the commissioner position in Maine is an appointed position by the governor, unlike here in Kentucky where it's an elected position. And as you and I know, uh, uh, James Comer successfully uh, uh, implemented the industrial health program here in Kentucky. It was handed off to Ryan Ford. Uh presently the commissioner. I met with uh, Diane at the seminar, and she's doing an outstanding job in communicating with uh, individuals taking part of the program or are interested in the program. So, yeah, the frustration is uh, it, it uh, crosses a couple platforms here and it's a real shame because uh, a lot of Mainers could be benefiting from this and there's no reason why we can't have more communication. Uh, being a consi- constituent and not having your voice heard with something as important as this for Maine's economy, for the well-being of public. So, I'm hoping that changes.
0: Vermont. They have the most liberal laws in state. If you wanted to grow hemp, you just go down to the office, pay 25 bucks, say, here, go grow your hemp. No restrictions. Grow a quarter of an acre, grow 10 acres, whatever you want to do with it. And that's the way it should be.
1: I agree. I think the departmental fees, their fear of how an industrial crop uh, is utilized, it should not limit the farmer. The, the fees and, and that the, the department uh, in Maine came up with make it uh, an appealing to the farmer, To well, also not cost-effective. This is a plant that really needs to be studied and addressed, uh, and the stigma really needs to be uh, something that, that is uh, brushed over. Uh, addressed and uh, rectified so we can move forward. I'm a big fan of Vermont. I went to college in, at Marlboro, so uh, Brattleboro, uh, Marlboro, those are areas I'm very familiar with.
0: Tell us a little bit about your world travels a little bit. Have you been traveling uh, very much lately?
1: Um, no, I've been conducting research here in Kentucky uh, uh, work with farmers uh, here in the area, Mike Lewis, uh, Dwayne Lewis. Um, I'm in touch with Josh Hendricks, uh, amongst others, uh, Annie Rouse with uh, the Hemp Research Foundation. There's uh, the Kentucky Hempsters, Alyssa and Kristen. I mean, there, there are many people here that are involved. Uh, Nancy Roberts, uh, even uh, neighbors here uh, uh, north, in North Carolina, there's uh, Blake Butler, this is an area that is rich in the arts and crafts and music, and uh, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful area. So my efforts, uh, because Maine is really not taking uh, the proper approach, I'm taking it upon myself to get this research done. So when I do return to Maine, I'm able to uh, provide uh, substantial uh, hands-on training uh, information. Q&A, all of that, to benefit uh, farmers and researchers and and get this industry really up and running. There are buyers of hemp now, and when we're limiting uh, our economic uh, grasp by disallowing farmers from growing something, it makes no sense. So, you know, the the legislation really needs to uh, amp up its game, get this uh, stigma thing taken care of, disassociate hemp from being a Scheduled One uh, I know there's activity in Washington State. I've been invited to go there. Uh, some former, or actually uh, current friends, but the former uh, uh, high school friends. Uh, and they're seeing the activity happening there. I visited Colorado and took a, a, a Hemp Creek workshop. Actually, it was a, an introductory course uh, with Steve Allen and uh, John Patterson and i know you're friends with john as well
0: yes yes i've attended several of his uh workshops they're really great
1: yep and uh, he knows his stuff and that's what i'm doing is uh getting getting in touch with individuals that have the passion have the knowledge and are willing to share it to uh, move it forward to pay it forward to you know uh, somebody's somebody's gonna be able to crack the shell of this nut and uh make things happen and uh I think collaboratively is once we get everybody on board, then our job is done.
0: We just planted the seeds, and then there's a lot of work to be done putting in the infrastructure and everything else. So, what you are doing is is very, very important. So, I have a question for you here, and you know a lot about hemp and all the different products uh, that can be made from hemp. Uh, At this point, which product do you see? coming out in front. So what product would that be for you?
1: In Maine, I, I worked uh, with the construction industry and did a lot of building, roofing, uh, framing, uh, flooring installs, that sort of thing. And that's, that's what I believe is going to allow people to utilize a building product that will give them a better option as far as the environmental impact uh, in that it sequesters carbon. But also because I mentioned on the multiple chemical sensitivity, uh, more and more we're seeing individuals with uh, conditions that uh, can be avoided due to the volatile compounds that are used in some of these products. So with hempcrete you can do away with exterior siding. You can do away with fiberglass ins- insulation. You can do away with uh, drywall and it's a much healthier way to build. Uh, and built correctly, it uh, it can provide a, a lifetime, uh, many lifetimes of uh, a, a healthy structure to be lived in. So, I'm, I'm very passionate about that, but I also incorporate different uh, products into, uh, different hemp products into things I do on the artistic front, the artist's uh, canvas using uh, hemp canvas uh, stretched on these repurposed tobacco sticks.
0: Mm-hmm. Which,
1: by the way, I, I tend to lean towards... Um, the uh, compilation of uh, measurements that reach the vibrational frequency. So, for instance, uh, the theta frequency, I believe, is 752. Well, I'll reduce that uh, into uh, uh, four numbers that uh, added up equal uh, 752, decimal or not, Um, or uh, 432 as a musician. You're obviously familiar with that. So these are things that I want to uh, show people that uh, you can be in the right frequency and using the right frequency, you're closer to it. Speaking of the tobacco sticks, also uh, I'm wrapping, uh, well, I, I made a, a walnut stain uh, at Mike Lewis's farm and cleaned up these uh, tobacco sticks, sanded them down, and stained them, then I applied hemp shield on them. And then I wrapped the uh, handles with uh, my hemp uh, work uh, to give a little bit of a comfort. And uh, some macrame with uh, feather, you know, made it look artistic. And it's an example of things that can be done uh, where an industry that has left is introducing a new industry, an emerging industry, and still being at one with nature. By the way, the feathers that I use on the, uh, the sticks, the walking sticks that I'm making, are found naturally at the farm, so I'm trying to really harness the, the the life that uh, is there and uh, that exists at that moment.
0: Very um, cool, yeah. And I saw some of the sticks that you, walking sticks you made. It was really great, uh, and to do some great work with those things. So, and I'm looking forward to coming back out there uh, next month with you guys.
1: Yeah, well, Coach, I mean, the, the offer's still there. If, if you guys are looking for anybody to be part of your band, I want to be in your band. <laughs> so,
0: we, we make some good music together.
1: We we're, you know, we know uh, the Fiddler and uh, some of these other musicians that are really on it, and uh, it's, it's, it's really a pleasure to see uh, uh, people or meet people that uh, are familiar with some of these uh, minds that are out there Walking the earth and making people happy, its uh, it gives more purpose, I guess, to our work.
0: we covered quite a bit of information here with you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience on the iHemp Revolution?
1: Sure. Well, we're, there's going to be uh, Hemping in the Holler uh, uh, happening on Mike Lewis' farm June 10th and 11th. I would like to let your listeners know that they can get more information online. I believe tickets are still available, but there will be a limited number of tickets sold, so we can have a good event, and uh, Ben Salil will be there, as well as other musicians. Uh, And uh, just a variety of different uh, activities going on where people can learn. Um, more about Hempcrete, uh, ask me any questions they want. And if I don't know, I can give them the right person to, to ask. Uh, Alicia will, will be there making paper. Um, there will be uh, other hemp-related activities. I believe uh, well, we're going to have hemp in the ground here as well so people can uh, enjoy the, the view of the farm and, and see how a farm is is uh, benefiting from this crop.
0: Yes, and I'm going to be there, too. I'm going to be speaking there. Uh, That's going to be to start all the IHAMP Revolution Roadshow Tour uh, in the East Coast there. And the topic is going to be IHAMP and the Triple Bottom Line, People, Planet, and Profit, and How to Stay Inspired to Build a Business Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. Leif, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's been great. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure that you subscribe to the I Hemp Revolution podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. Give us a review and then follow us on facebook.com forward slash I hemp Revolution, And then like us and then tell your friends. Help us spread the word about how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profit. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the IHEMP revolution.